Hey, what's going on, my royal priesthood? I miss y'all so much. Thank you all again for just being patient with me. I know I said I was going to try to bring content every two weeks. It's not working. So y'all just bear with me as I balance life right now. And it is motherfucking retrograde. Oh my gosh, I can't wait till this bitch is over with. But trigger warning. This episode, I'm going to be dealing with sex, politics, trauma, and more. I'm doing episode nine of Diary of a Church Girl. You will see a lot of changes going forward. So stay tuned. I'm going to hit this theme song and we're going to get into the damn show. Okay, smooches. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, the priestess, never your mistress, Shani Taylor. Honey, here's another episode of Conversations with the Priestess. So get your libations and get your ancestors and sit down and have a conversation with your girl. What's going on, my people? What's going on? It's your girl, the priestess. Never your motherfucking mistress unless you want to get motherfucking nasty. Then you can call me mistress. This is your girl, Yannick Taylor, a.k.a. Mistress Merlin Mystique. Yes, that's me. So I'm back, y'all, for another episode. And you can tell that there is a joy. There's something different about me. And I absolutely love it. Now, before we get into the nitty gritty of things... Um, I want to let you all know that trigger warning, this episode is going, is going to be talking about sex, sexuality, a little bit of BDSM, some heavy topics, and we're also going to talk about trauma related things and some incidences of transphobia and a whole lot. So you're going to hear a lot of things in this podcast, but we're going to get to the joyful shit first and we're going to do Die River Church Girl and we're going to hit more joyful shit. So with the joyful shit. I am grateful to the divine to celebrate my best friend's 30th birthday this past Labor Day weekend. Big shout out to my Virgo sister. And I also want to give a shout out to my Virgo ass brother. You know who you motherfucking is. I'm able, I'm grateful to see the growth that they have and the growth that they've both ventured into as they venture into 30. And I'm so proud of them. And I'm so grateful that I got to spend time with my sister. I'm going to be spending time with my brother soon. Um, and this is my family. I'm not going to make a difference, a differentiation in what type of family, but this is my family. So we, <clears throat> my best friend and I, my sister, my Virgo sister and I, we ended up <clears throat> meeting in Atlanta and celebrating her 30th birthday. And we had one hell of a motherfucking time. We had a great time, lots of gas and lots of booze and lots of food. But I was so grateful to be with my best friend because I haven't seen my best friend since New Year's, since I came back to D.C. from the holiday season. <clears throat> and it's been so much transition that I had to cancel original plans for my birthday. But I'm thankful to actually be able to spend time with my best friend and meet a new friend in the process. And being able to get my motherfucking life doing some bald-headed ass hoe shit and being ratchet as fuck. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. And I'm just thankful for the joy that I found. And 
more recently, I went, I actually participated in the H Street Festival. And if you're listening to the podcast and you saw me sing or heard me sing Jill Scott the way during karaoke um, at the H Street Festival, <clears throat> um, y'all follow me on social media. Just look up Yanni Taylor. Y'all can find a bitch. I am just grateful and thankful. And know how I'm talking now, how I'm acting. It is actually me this motherfucking time. It's fucking me. And I'm grateful because I have finally broken through to who I really am and the shit that I like. And I must attribute my breaking away from Christianity and reconnecting with my spirituality. I remember when I was a teenager in high school, I had started kind of gravitating away from Christianity as I went to college, but it still stuck with me because of, of course, indoctrination from childhood. But thankfully, I've broken away from that within the last year. And my thought process concerning spirituality and life and just how I think, how I move, I am more proactive. I'm not depending on this character to come save me, the sky daddy to come save me. I've been not in save myself mode. I've not been in save myself mode, but I've been in learning the power that I have. And in taking that back, I decided normally I would go to places or try to find people to go. But I'm thankful that I went by myself this time because I've learned when you're around the wrong people, you can't really and fucking enjoy yourself in an event because somebody going to be bitching and moaning about what you want to do when they want to just sit their ass and look born and cute and be sedated when you really want to have a good time. So I was able to have a fucking good time and then going to my first major league baseball game to see the Washington Nationals play the Marlins. That was a fucking good time. That was my first experience. I may do it again because I really wasn't interested in the game. I just wanted to get out the house and chill with a good friend of mine. And I had a fucking good time. No lie. I had a damn good time. I had a damn good time as I sip water. And I've really enjoyed the summer, I've had a great summer being able to be a part of conferences and doing the work that I've always wanted to do. And granted, I had to step down from some positions um, with an organization that I worked for and release myself from a vocal project. I'm not mad for releasing myself from the vocal project, nor am I upset with having to move to another place because I'm admitting now when things are too much instead of doing what I've done take on everything just because someone needed me or thought they needed me and this is going towards ministry when I say organization I'm glad that I stepped down from my position as an elder in that religious organization and now I can focus on me and even shifting around other areas of my life professionally and admitting that certain positions don't work for me, even with certain things at work, I'm not going to take on because no, I know where I fit in right now, but there is a goal that I have in mind for my life and I'm getting that. And <clears throat> I just enjoy my fucking self at H Street Festival and really immerse myself in DC Go-Go. Granted, I'm not originally from the DMV, but I have family that lived here way before me. So thankfully, I was able to learn a little bit. And then growing up in the South, we also listened to Go-Go in the South, especially with EU, the butt, um, <clears throat> with the song CCB did. Look at my fatty, it's my fatty. 
that song. I love that song. I remember when it came out. And really being able to hear that influence in music with the Clark sisters and various artists, Jill Scott, and seeing how Gogo has really, in, and thank God for Chuck Brown and his legacy with DC Gogo and so many other bands as well. I'm not going to get to naming all these bands because I am in a place of rediscovering music. Because being in Christianity and religion, you're limited, you're sheltered. And I can admit, and I used to be ashamed of this, <clears throat> I left a very sheltered life because of Christianity and religion, but also coming from the rural South and living with family members who stopped themselves from experiencing life and doing this whole don't forget where you come from thing. I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm getting my motherfucking life. And at this point, I'm not regretting any decisions that I've made with my spirituality. I am practicing tarot and this is where it gets X-rated. I'm now back to producing OnlyFans content full time and I've gone into my sexuality a little bit more in sensuality. And if you want more of the nitty gritty shit, y'all just gonna have to go to my adult channels for that because I'm going to be talking a lot about sexuality and things like that and what I like sexually and how it came to be. But I have really been in tune with my body sexually as a woman and particularly a woman of trans experience and being able to renavigate my sexuality, renavigate my identity in who I know that I am, who I know that I've always been. And I'm so grateful for this journey for me. I'm just fucking grateful. I'm just grateful. But in music news, <clears throat> I want to give a shout out to Ari Lennox for her album, H Sex Location, ASL. And, you know, I felt aged a little bit looking at that title. But it's relevant, honey. It's relevant because, you know, us 30 plus, some of us, no, I'm going to say us millennials and some of Generation Z remember the days of Yahoo Messenger or AIM Messenger and the different type of messengers getting on Black Planet, Magente, um, urban chat, MySpace being little thought pockets and being fast, <clears throat> playing around, knowing we ain't had no business playing games, but that does not justify anybody doing some illegal shit, okay? But how we used to, we used to be curious about the outside world. And I too remember being in these chat rooms and hearing ASL, age, sex, location. But now they got it as, as hell or something. But I've been listening to Age, Sex, Location by Ari Lennox. And one of my favorite songs is Hoodie. And I love Leak It. Leak It does it for me. That puts me in the mood. And I like to, when I get ready to do spiritual work for me, I like to listen sec to sexual music or sensual music because that opens me up spiritually in a way. I don't understand it, but I'm getting to the understanding. But I want to also give honorable mentions to Wiz Khalifa and his album Multiverse. I love that album. One of my favorite, my favorite songs is High Maintenance. And we don't go out to the nightclubs anymore. I like that. But the album of the hour, <clears throat> right along with Beyonce's Renaissance, is none other than the Fantastic Duran Bernard's Wonderlist. Wonderlist album. And this this album is just talking about life's journey, what we like, a plethora of things. And I'm going to just highlight a few of my favorite cuts. Now, the intro song to this album Boundaries featuring tired and exhausted. <clears throat> Duran Bernard says, no, I'm setting boundaries. You're setting boundaries. We're setting boundaries. I set my boundaries. But he says, 
Gotta set boundaries. Gotta set these boundaries. If I don't, you'll do it for me. And I don't care who you are. What a wonderful way to intro the, the album. Next song, Footprints. Now, Brother Duran. <clears throat> sir. Sir. Thank you for making foot lovers and us foot freaks sing with this song. I am so fucking grateful, man. I have been listening and watching Duran for the last 10 or 12 years or better since I've been in college. This man has just been a vocal inspiration and he has just just blazed the scene and I'm so I'm so in love with the song. He says, "Walk all over me, why don't you? Walk all over me. I got to sing it. Walk all over me, why don't you? Walk all over me." Baby, he eats that alive. And he's talking about, and I go through this during the summer months, how when you see them piggies out and about, you be like, oh, those are so sexy. I just want to put them in my mouth. Oh, my God. The next song that I like is Lil' Bit. He dropped this single a month or so ago, and it says, you know, beauty don't want for me that don't work for me. That's not what I'm needing. Because I want my baby a little bit ugly. And I get what he means. He wants somebody that's humble, that ain't caught up in all they shit, you know. And I'm going to go straight to one of my other favorites and I'm going to leave it be for right now. But new management, that will take you to church and let you know and remind you, as per Duran Banal, honey, Miss Honey, that, you know, heat rises so I know heaven is hotter than hell. Ah, suck it, suck it. When I heard that line in that song, <clears throat> I wanted to put on my good Dorinda Clark Cole wig and run like a good old Kojic girl up and down the aisle screaming because it showed the sentiments of my heart with how being a queer trans woman in church and being in church most of my life in religion, how that really fucked up my theology, fucked up how I felt about myself. But now that I'm free from that, baby, I'm done. And I love Leveled, Mango Butter. The whole album is good. So y'all listen to that album. Go get it. Buy it, okay? Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it, okay? Support this artist, okay? If y'all can so support all these, all your other favorite artists, support this artist because he's a favorite of mine. And I know he's a favorite of yours too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm absolutely in love with music right now and re-navigating that so fucking grateful so i'm gonna take a quick break here are some churching out well i'm scratched out i don't do the church things here are some announcements of what's going on so here's some tea in this but i'm gonna revisit the sexuality thing after Diary of church girl so get ready let's take a break y'all i smooches we'll be right back Hey, my royal priesthood, thank you for your love and support of Conversations with the Priestess. I have some ways that you can support. You can support my naturist nudist podcast, Naked Colors, where we talk about living a clothes-free lifestyle. You can also find me on Twitter as well. I have some also um, some content for mature audiences that is of a sexual nature for those that 
um, are into certain aspects of life, as I explained in this episode, y'all can find me there. Um, Everything and everywhere that you can find me is in my show notes. And I am also now offering tarot readings as well. So if you would like a tarot reading, hit me up on my telegram which the um the information will be posted below for my telegram so y'all can find me there and that way we can do a reading and get some things together spiritually so that's where you can find me that's where I'm, what i'm offering right now and thank you all for your love and support on the tiktok platform and on reels on ig and fb thank y'all so much for everything and all of the love that you've shown we're going to go ahead and jump into episode nine of Diary of a Church Girl. So again, trigger warning, this deals with abuse and trauma. And the rest of this episode is just going to be nitty gritty. So let's go ahead and jump into Diary of a Church Girl, chapter nine. Let love and be free. Let's get back into the show. Hey, well, it's Diary of a Church Girl, chapter nine. And this episode on this particular chapter, I'm going to um, refer back to the chef. The chef I met when I worked at another ministry here in D.C. And he and I became affiliated closely, closer after he joined the church that Pastor Teacher um, was pastor of. And come to find out in this debacle with Bishop Poseidon, the chef and I actually had some sexual interaction and that came to be a whole convoluted situation with Don Prophet as well. And we kind of buried it. So I already knew Chef. And then we both started hanging around Don Prophet, whom I knew beforehand um, because Don Prophet was my bishop at one point. He was a very prominent bishop here in D.C. until scandal hit. And I now realize what happened. And that's going to come in a few episodes. And we're nearing the end of Diary of a Church Girl and my experience with the church. But um, Don Prophet and Chef were there for me as my support. And after this whole church debacle, I actually retreated within myself and started just working. I was working um, as an independent contractor for a grocery delivery service. And I was just making ends meet barely. And I was doing some voice acting work in this time. And during this time, I was struggling to keep my housing and trying to figure out because I knew I had to move soon because my lease was ending. So November for Thanksgiving, I decided to go see my family and rest and relax. And I stayed down there for a few days to get away. No one knew anything of what was going on. They just know I wasn't doing church like that. And I came back and Pastor Teacher wanted me to hang around Chef and Don Prophet so bad, but I didn't feel comfortable them being cis queer men and me dealing with a cis queer man in the capacity of he took advantage of me and my vulnerability. And I didn't quite feel comfortable. And I said, okay, I'm going to hang around with him one day. I'm going to hang around with him. So one day they decided they wanted to come on a delivery with me. Sure. And... 
we knew then that I had to move and we started coming up with a way to get me moving. We looked at my resources, but they were really trying to get me to be part of a scam and had me come up with the money by asking close to ones to me for the money. But I ended up using that money for shelter and to survive off of as I look for a place because I was going to use that place as a, that as a down payment. But due to my due to certain things in my credit, I couldn't at the time. So <clears throat> I had to find other ways. But during this time from like November to December, after that, I started hanging with Don Profit and the um, and the chef and we were all were done with the Christianity and all of this. So I wasn't really doing church like that because I really didn't want to go to church with pastor teacher anymore. And I let him know that. And I just started sitting at home. I had visited church with the prophet and the, um, the Don prophet and the chef and with another young lady. Um, and it was, it was a lot of things that happened. Um, Right when I really started hanging out with them, I was doing ship, but I was also helping pastor teacher get back and forth to work and he was barely giving me any gas money. So he started out giving me gas money, but really didn't. And some mornings the chef would ride with me and sometimes Don Prophet would ride with me and they were actually both living with pastor teacher because they were what I was told was homeless and I don't really know the extent of their situation but I kind of figured that it was something sketchy um I ended up hanging around them doing shit but they started interfering by having me run errands for them and Don Profit would quote-unquote get sick a lot and I started pulling back for a little bit but then um come December, I left for the holiday. I went and stayed with my best friend. And while I was down there, I um, ended up having a COVID scare. But I stayed down a couple of extra weeks because I was able to work from home and I had some money saved up. I had some things put back that I didn't let them know about. And with Don Profit and the chef, we would go get groceries together, <clears throat> use the chef's food stamps and stuff. And I'm not squealing on anybody like we really had a sense of community. And we really connected with each other. And this, actually, I think this is going to be the chapter that closes Diary of a Church Girl, I just realized. I ended up really just getting away for a couple of weeks. And they started calling me and checking on me and they really tried to cause issues with me and my best friend and her roommate at the time. And they were trying to act as if my best friend was jealous with me and I didn't like how they were doing. And I, I me, I dismissed it as they didn't know her and everything. And they came, we came up with the notion that she may have liked me and during this time, I was barely doing shipped. I was doing odd jobs and getting paid for odd jobs from people. And coming back from South Carolina, early January, like right after New Year's, after the snowstorm that happened, 
I came back and there's this big to do about me leaving and staying gone and that I didn't listen to the prophet by saying, be careful, but no one actually gave me a prophecy about anything. And I'm like, well, if y'all said it, I'm sorry if I wasn't pay attention, paying attention. At this point, I didn't care. I didn't regret going down there and spending time with my family and my friends as I came out to my family as trans. And it, it, it was a lot that went on. So we keep hanging out and stuff, dealing in the same circle. And they kept after me about my best friend and things. And we were hanging around the single mother at the time and she started distancing herself as well after her and the chef fell out and it was really a toxic situation but because i was so used to toxicity in life and being in a certain environment throughout my life i didn't know you know i didn't know any better i'm not gonna say it like that but it was like yeah it is what it is you know but then <clears throat> february hit and that's when we came up with the money to try to find me a place. And when in reality, they were actually trying to scam me to get a place and use me because I had a car at the time. And I ended up moving out of my place and living in an Airbnb from Airbnb, Airbnb to hotel to hotel. And then I found myself in transitional housing. But <clears throat> in the month of March, they started insinuating about a threesome and sex between each other. And I kept letting them know that I felt uncomfortable because I looked at them as my brothers. We called each other twin, sip, sis, the chef, um, <clears throat> different names like that. And one day, Don Prophet smacks me on my behind and he had this thing where he would moon people and I realized it was a lot of inappropriate behavior and a lot of disrespect and boundaries crossed and abuse that went on because this man tried to talk me out of using the priestess tried to talk me out of my dreams and goals after he said he would help me and I realized it was a lot of manipulation and gaslighting but the pinnacle of this was when they tried to play on me and my friend's relationship and try. We came up with a prank, which I realized was stupid. Um, and I talked to my best friend about this and we've we've come past that. But they basically threw up a threesome as a prank, but then they got serious with it. And I said, I don't feel comfortable. But I was also single at the same time and vulnerable and that was the way Don Prophet actually came in and started acting as if he wanted a relationship with me. And they kept hounding me and hounding me and pressuring me about the threesome. Mind you, on my birthday, I went to a concert here with SWV and Faith Evans. And while I would do my activities and work, they would take my car. And I didn't think nothing of it, of us going to different places, helping different people. And I realized I was just being used for my car and vehicle. But the pinnacle is <clears throat> after my birthday, Don Prophet and the chef keep hounding me about a threesome. And I had a hotel that I was living in because I was waiting for transitional housing um, to come through at this point. And we had just finished with a court case against the pastor that I used to do praise and worship for. And 
we, it was a lot of mess and a lot of gaslighting and shit, but they pressured me till I said yes to the threesome and we had the threesome. And in the course of it, Don Prophet keeps saying, you know, I want to make you mine, you know, and it was a whole play, but I come to find out later that it was all a ruse. So shortly after this, I moved into the transitional housing um, and all of a sudden my car gets towed because Don Prophet's friend, and we'll call him the saint, comes in. The saint um, was somebody I always knew about. They were going to style me, but I put things on hold. They were going to help me with my career as at the behesting or bequesting of my former pastor, pastor, teacher. And the saint was a cool person. However, my car gets towed and I'm trying to come up with the money. And at this point, I'm asking them would they help me. So one night where it all starts falling apart after the threesome, I'm coming up the stairs from having a chat with my housemates and Don Prophet, the saint and the chef are in the car. And <clears throat> Don Prophet accuses me of having, quote unquote, a spirit and being nasty towards him and called me a demon um, because I waited to speak until I was away from the crowd. And we actually stopped talking as of that night. Me and the chef kept in contact as well as the saint. However, <clears throat> I realized that I was being used at that point. And I just wanted to get my car back. So I had someone take me to get my keys and my um, from them and get my car. And I was actually assaulted by the saint. He put me in a headlock saying I disrespected the prophet and Don Prophet never came out to greet me or say anything to me. And I let it know. I let it be known. I It, it was known then what it was. And I thank God for the lady that was with me. I didn't go by myself. She didn't like that. She said, they put their hands on you. That's wrong. And right now, while I'm in the process of healing, I am working on taking matters into my hands legally. Um, and it was at that point that I knew that they were using me and I was, being abused and huh, I think I'm thankful that I'm out of it. I'm thankful to the divine that I'm not in that place anymore. And the crazy part is for a few days, they harassed me, and threatened me. And the chef actually comes to me and starts trying to spill tea to me and explain to me he knew what was going on and apologized to me. And I realized, yes, we were both in that together. But for me to heal, you are a part of that trauma and you are a part of everything. So I'm holding you accountable as well. And I don't have contact with any one of them anymore. And they even threatened to pull up on me and they never pulled up, thankfully. And <clears throat> I came to the realization a few weeks after this, the severity of what had happened, I realized that I had been coerced into doing those acts um, with them. And it really hurt me to my core. It hurt me to my heart. It really hurt me to my core. And I am in a process of healing now that I'm able to freely talk about it and just realizing <clears throat> the system, the the cycle that I've been in, I'm grateful to be out of it because so many people go through that and it rips them apart. And 
is going to do that. And it ripped me apart. But anybody that's going through this, and I'm going to include resources for you if you've survived this type of abuse as well. I'm making my way through it day by day. There are certain things that still trigger me to this day about my experience. And Don Prophet's mother had contacted me on social media, but I blocked her after she disrespected my womanhood, disrespected my transness. And the fucked up part about it all is that Don Prophet had the saint tell me that I'm not a woman. I should stop transitioning because, of course, I still have some of my appendages, if you know what I mean. I still have certain parts and demonize me because I wouldn't have bottom surgery. And I've made up in my mind I'm not having bottom surgery at all. I love where I'm at. I am a woman. I just have to have certain parts. And this shit was fucked up as hell. And this has led me to leave Christianity and leave religion. Because now that I'm outside of it, it is a vicious cycle of people taking advantage on and being preyed on. And it happens It happens in all sectors of life, unfortunately. And I'm calling attention to it with the series, The Diary of a Church Girl. Thank you all for listening to this. And I'm going to take a breather. I'm going to be real. It's taking me a couple of days to do this podcast episode. So, but I'm going to take a break. And I'm going to hit you all with some positivity. We're going to take a quick break. The autumn season has come upon us. And I know y'all want some bundles for the cold seasons. So go on over to my website, to my special merchant station at maven.com. Go to priestessbeauty.maven.com and you can get special discounts when you sign up with your email. Go onto the website now and you'll find a very special code. Mm, I wonder what it is. And you can also get free shipping on your order. So go on over to priestessbeauty.maven.com. I will soon be premiering a piece that I have from Maven 100% human hair oh and the lace is just divine so y'all gonna see me rocking that but going over to priestessbeauty.maven.com support black business and support this black girl okay and support this podcast by leaving us a five-star review and leaving a comment about what you think about the episode but please be respectful okay let love and be free let's get back into the show smooches so thank you all again for bearing with me as i did nine episodes of diary of a church girl that that was a very cathartic process. I started talking about my experience. Um, I wanted to talk about it while it was still fresh and um, document some things with life. I'm grateful for the experiences I've had. And thank you all um, for allowing me to be me. I am very happy with the places I'm going and with the new insight. I'm even exploring more things in music. One of the things I did this week, um, I actually been focusing on my creative ventures. I've been posting to TikTok more, which my TikTok is Yannick Taylor. And I have been really reaching into the depths of my soul, and um, especially with tarot. So I've been expanding that in different spheres, um, different avenues, especially on OnlyFans. And I'm actually working with the tantric masturbation thing as well um, with when it comes down to sex and sexuality, 
I absolutely love talking about sex, but I know when and when not to be sexual, okay? And I decided to just embrace all of me with that. And I'm not going to be putting everything on one platform. I'm going to have different places where you can find everything. So y'all can see the different facets of me and whatever area you find yourself in, hey, do it. But music will be a part of it. And I'm just grateful for the exploration of me because I look at how I was shamed about doing OnlyFans. But hey, I'm happy with where I'm at now. I don't give a fuck no more. And I'm saying that to say that sometimes you have to stop giving fucks about what other people think. And think about the image you want to portray. Yes, we have to use wisdom with whatever the fuck we do. But baby, live your motherfucking life. Fuck everybody else's opinion. And especially if you know that you're putting your best foot forward. Child, fuck what everybody else thinks. Drink your water, eat your vegetables, go to therapy and exercise. And be happy. We deserve it. So y'all live, love, and be free smooches. I'm out.